What's up, folks? Mac and Sean back at you. Episode 2. Sean, yeah, things are going well. We're uh, getting down to Thanksgiving. Bellies are getting big and the brains are moving well. So listen, I really want to get your input tonight, Sean. Top 10 Boston sports moments that do not involve winning a championship. Interesting. Oh Interesting. my God. There's so many things that could absolutely make this list. But you know what? Like we said before, Hall of Famers only, bud. All right. Let's hear number 10. 10. All right. Let me think about a Celtics coach from 99 to 01. Oh, Rick Pitino. <laughs> How about the firing of Rick Pitino in 2001? That's my number 10 right there. I mean, uh, Pat Riley, wannabe, slick yeah. used car salesman, masking as an NBA coach, Rick Pitino, that one? Yeah, slick Rick, who absolutely lost his shit. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. The negativity in this town sucks. Yeah. Actually, Rick, I think you suck. Yeah, he absolutely alienated his players throughout that that entire stint that he had. Was it two and a half years he was there? How about um, number third pick of the NBA draft? We're going to draft Chauncey Billups. That's actually a great move. But I'm so discouraged by his development as a rookie halfway through the season. I'm going to trade him a couple years later. He only wins the NBA Finals MVP. I would suggest probably the top honor you can get. NBA Finals MVP. Great judge of talent. You know, hey, Pitino. Pitino. Pitino, you're a stiff. You're hit, on number 10. Hit you, the bricks. You, <laughs> <laughs> hit the bricks. I'm so glad you put that on the list. Hit the bricks, kid. All right. right. Moving on. Moving on. Number nine, number nine. Back in 88, the Bruins finally take out the Canadians. This is such a monumental moment in just Boston sports history. So, Sean, 44 years, the Canadians were just whooping up on the the Bruins in the playoffs. They hadn't beaten the Canadians in the playoffs in 44 years. So then in one week's time in 1988, April 20th through 26th, Boston goes nuts and take out the Canadian four in a row. We're talking Bobby Carpenter, local guy, split his kneecap and Beverly. Half. Hey, Beverly Mass. Shout out right there. I guess it makes some tough SOBs hey, in Beverly. Bobby Carpenter, Beverly Mass. Shout out. Very tough. He's in that uh, Hockey Hall of Fame, actually. Oh, man. Ray Borg, N- Neely and Janney. Hello? Hello? One of the best sports duels in history. Definitely hockey history. Neely and Janney. Yeah, I'd say Cam Neely is one of my favorite all time. He was just an absolute dog. He was kind of the guy who set the set the whole tone for the Bruins for the next like decade plus. I mean, he's still with the with the program, but he was just a massive. He's just a massive figure in Boston. Runs a great foundation with Dennis Leary. I'm a huge Cam Neely fan. Who's a, who's probably the biggest, known as the biggest Homer sportscaster in Boston history? Probably Tommy Heinsohn. But I got to tell you, back then, uh-huh. Derek Sanderson was doing a really oh, good man. job showing his love, and yeah. we loved him. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. that is definitely number nine yeah, on our list. A cool team, cool team. How about number eight, bud? What do you got? Number eight Boston sports moment that did not involve a championship. All right. Let me think on this. How about the day Tom Brady stepped on the field? How about Bledsoe's injury? That that's a that's a <laughs> monumental moment in Boston yeah, sports history. Yeah, he took a 260 pound linebacker to the chest in Week Two against the Jets. Yep, Mo Lewis actually shared his blood vessel in his chest, Drew Bledsoe's, and he they they say he almost died. That's how bad. But but that introduced us to the number 199 pick in the draft, Tom Brady, who owns just about every record right now. He had a pretty good career. <laughs> Yeah. What was cool about that whole thing was his cla- the class personified, a, a total team guy. You don't see much of that anymore in professional sports. And he took his role and he, he kind of coached uh, Brady up and he was there for him. And, and although it was, I'm sure it was so hard for him. You would think he's a local guy, Sean, because I got to tell you, he's a tough SOB too. He takes that hit. He's he's almost like, I think he was like life and death for a while. And then actually people forget, he came off the bench in the AFC game against Pittsburgh and threw darts and BBs yeah. and led him to the Super Bowl. 
Super Bowl, there was a brief debate, yeah. Bledsoe or Brady going into that first Super Bowl, and we know the rest is history. So number eight, Bledsoe getting hurt, introducing us to Brady. They actually lost that game 10-3, and now uh, just a shout-out to, to Drew Bledsoe. He's got double back Cabernet winery. That's what he owns right now hey. in Walla Walla, Washington. Good for him. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Good for you, Drew. All right, number seven, Boston Sports Moments. We, we got to put Big Poppy here, and there's so many Big Poppy moments, but I'm going like to pick. Uh, yeah, there's so many to choose from for that guy. Game two, ALCS 2013. They're down one game to none against the Tigers. They look dead, down five to one, and he goes yard, hits a grand slam in the eighth. They go on to win. It's the same year, Boston Strong. It's the same year we got Steve Horgan. The Steve board, the board. Horgan. Listen, I'm looking at the Steve. bullpen cop. What Let me a job. Tell you something right now. I'm looking at a Steve I, Horgan. I applied for that job, by the way. You, did you really? Yeah, yeah. You, didn't, <laughs> you lost to Steve Horgan. Oh. Well, I'm looking at a Steve well, Horgan bobblehead right now on my wall. It looks good. No, but that was that was a, a classic game. Great. They went on to win the series, obviously. And he a it. Nobody, nobody expected them. That was the whole Boston Strong year, and, and so much came out of that moment. It was un- Yeah, that was the whole barrel. Unbelievable. Call. This is our fucking season. <laughs> it's our fucking city. We will not be dictated. <laughs> <laughs> I remember poppy. watching that with my mother, and she's like, all right, do you have to use the F word? <laughs> I FCC was all right with it that time. All right, let's move on. Uh, number six All right, let's, on so, our list, so let's segue right into that. I, I think a huge moment that I'll always remember it, the Bruins opened back up two days after the Boston Marathon bombing. Yep. They played against the Buffalo Sabres, and you know, the city was still grieving. You know, everybody was wearing black and gold. People remember the city shut down for like a day when they when they, they were on the loose? It was nuts to see. Like C-93 shut down completely, no one going into the city. Right. Everybody had American flags, and so Rene Rancourt, long-time oh. Boston Bruin, he sings about three words, and, and he just kind of stepped back and let the entire crowd sing the national anthem. And I remember looking at uh, Brad Marchand's face, like when everybody started singing, you could see it on his face. He was like, oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad you put that in the list, because that's a moment that sums up kind of the attitude of Boston as a sports town and, and yeah. class personified right there, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Speaking of class personified, I'm going to go to uh, the next, number five on this list. 1985, June 2nd in the Boston Garden. I'm obviously talking about the WWF coming into town and <laughs> the macho man Randy Savage. Oh, oh yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim making his Boston Garden debut against the ultimate fall guy, Sean. SD Special <laughs> Delivery Jones. Bum. Oh. Listen, he had these like aqua shorts though. He always looked good in. He had like aqua shorts. They were beautiful. Classic fall guy. Every Saturday morning I watch him get pinned every Saturday morning. But that not it, the car did not stop there. I mean, I think they opened it with uh, Georgie Animal Steel ripping a turnbuckle, oh, the yeah. green tongue gimmicks before gimmicks. Yeah, he really. used to have a green tongue. He'd chew on the the buckle. Uh, um, people don't know. He, I think he was a high school principal, typical high school principal yeah, eating yeah, turnbuckles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being nice to the kids during the week and eating turnbuckles on the weekend. Who else was on that card? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I would say one of the greatest heels of all time. It was a tag team match: Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, the oh, one and only the Iron Sheik. Remember him? Talk oh. about culturally irresponsible. He'd Listen, he had the Iranian <laughs> horn on his yeah. boots. <laughs> Another one of those things you could never get away with. He used to swing the Persian clubs to show off how manly he was, oh, you know? Man. And he put the camel clutch on Barry Windham in the center of the ring. Great moment. And then the main event that night was, it was really the rise of Hulkamania. So Hulk Hogan, <laughs> 1985, this was just really getting going. It's like when everything was on the upswing and he took out Big John Studd, classic uh, 
classic wrestler, big man from the 80s. In short, S.D. Jones loses again. Oh, yeah. In short. <laughs> We're, number Macho we, are. We're, we are number four? Yeah, we are, buddy. Number four Boston sports moment that does not involve a championship. What do you got, bud? I'm going to talk right now about the most lopsided fight ever in Boston history. You're talking we- about Marvin Hagler? You're <laughs> <laughs> talking about Pedro Martinez against a 72-year-old coach. <laughs> the most lopsided fight. Pedro versus Don Zimmer. I think Zimmer's face is still in the infield at Fenway Ooh. Park. Talk about a moment straight out of WWF. So they had their fair share of bad blood and tensions were already high. I mean, I mean, I think they were at the peak of their rivalry at the time. Yeah. But I, I can remember watching yeah. on TV. Remember like uh, Pedro was pointing at his head to Posada like I'm going to beat yes, you in the head. Yes. Savage stuff. And then he Pedro basically- was like the toughest 145 pound guy you could ever beat. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, Very I don't purposeful. know what Don Zimmer thought was going to happen. I don't know. Like he but, was, he it was like the, you know, he was the ball in Pedro. Listen, Zimmer charged him with murderous intentions and basically Pedro matadored him. Yeah, he, he absolutely matadored him. It could have went a lot worse. I know Pedro, uh, he took a lot of heat for it, but I, I mean, what is he going to do? Just let him get like steamrolled by that guy? I mean, <laughs> so what he did was he put both hands on his head and forcefully, and he talk about follow through on the snap down. His face was in the grass. Pe- Pedro later said that um, he was already starting to lose his balance and uh, all I did was help him fall faster. He, <laughs> uh, and, um, he did fall faster than he ran. Arguably Manny Ramirez's fault. Totally, totally overreacted Bloody. to a high pitch that wasn't even close to him. That's and, just Manny being Manny. Yeah, Manny. Manny screwed that all up. But guess what? No one was even ejected after that. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh. Did, though. I liked Manny. A- absolutely. How about could. your number three? Give me a three. Yes, number three. Okay, so this is a game that I think just turned the attitude of just Boston as a sports city. Talk about a big underdog, a team that was really overachieving. We're talking 1985. We're talking going into the Orange Bowl. Squish the fish. Great game. Yes, the Patriots take out the Dolphins. And the Dolphins, you talk about having a team's number. The Dolphins had run off 18 in a row at the Orange Bowl against the Pats. Pats come in as the underdogs. They just come off beating the Raiders. Everybody was feeling it a little bit. Because you can remember, they actually were, I think they were the first team to reach the Super Bowl all through road games. They went at New York, at L.A. to beat the Raiders, and then they went into Miami. Miami... Who's was that act- quarterback, Grogan or Eason? Yeah, they, well, they, they, Grogan, Grogan ran the season, but Eason played that game. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it kind of, yeah, Grogan was, was got hurt a lot. That was a great, I remember going to the mall the next day on that Sunday and getting a Squish, squish the, the fish, fish t-shirt, and I was all fired up. That's the beginning of merchandising and slogan, yep. slogans, I swear to yeah. God. So here, true story, Friday night, I'm at the Boston Garden for a Celts game, mm-hmm. and everybody starts chanting on a timeout, Squish the fish, Squish the So this guy comes out, you know, it, it's like something in in a movie. He's, he's got a build. He's probably 5'8", three bills. He's got short shorts and a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt like all unbuttoned in the front. And he goes on to the floor. Nobody and everybody just watches him. The place is going squish the fish. He pulls out a fish and spikes it right on the floor. <laughs> Slams a pickerel. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Great moment. And I thought that kind of changed the attitude because after yeah. that game, you know, the, the, the city went on a bit of a run. Yeah, we started doing a lot of winning after those years. Yeah, yeah. So great, great game. Great game. Unforgettable. No, right. We won't talk about Bury the Bears like a couple weeks um, after. That was brutal. Yeah, yes. That, that didn't work out too Bury well. Bury the Bears. But, All right, what are we on? Two? Number two. Right, second gonna, biggest moment. I'm going to go back to back Pedro here. Iconic moment, uh, probably when he was at his most dominant fashion. 99, the All-Star game. Played in Boston. Pedro starts. K's. Strikes out five out of six. It was probably Not one. Not just five out of six. Five out of, five out of six juice heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That was the height.
Titan. That was soft tight to oh, the gills. Yes. <laughs> Sammy Sosa had traps yeah, over traps. That's exactly who he, he so he he struck out Sosa, Maguire, and then you know Larry Walker, Barry Lockin. I mean, talk Larry about a murderer's Walker. murderer's row. He, and he just mowed him down. He was masterful to watch I, on point. But Pedro just threw gas. That's all he did. He just gassed it up and buzzed it by him. Yeah, he stole know? the show that night, and and, and actually, he, I think he won the Cy Young that that same year too. But yeah, right. that's my number two is that's Pedro. a great choice. Let's talk about it's one. What is our number one? Well, if you're talking Boston sports and, and top ten lists, number one is always going to be a Larry Legend story. Larry Legend, arguably the best athlete this town has ever seen. So we're gonna go. There's so many you can choose. 1988 three point contest. Larry Legend defends his title once, twice, takes it on a third time. I love that he walks into the locker room. He tells his story. He's been told over and over again. He looks to the left, looks to the right, looks at all the contestants. He's the last one in the locker room. Hey, which one of you assholes is taking seconds? <laughs> yeah, that, that's that legend. Legend has it that's what he was doing. Probably. Ever took off his warm up jacket? Yeah. So that I think that's maybe the most baller move uh, of all time in a three point contest. Left his tight polyester jacket on. He had, probably didn't even warm up and walked away with a number one, saying pretty much I'm number one so as the, he walked away. Not even looking. Yeah. Not even looking at the basket. The funny you know? thing is that it was not his best performance, and actually that that uh, finals round he was not hitting, and he basically balled out in the last two racks. You know, the second to last rack. I think he went five for five. And just another day in the office for Larry Legend. Back when that shit meant something, you know, unlike the charade of today's All-Star yeah, games. They took it serious. The absolute joke of a weekend that we have now. Larry Bird gets buckets. And I love what he says. Hey, he did it for the check. But his shooting was absurd. It's an iconic shot. The, the crooked finger in the air. Sean, I would tell you right now, I think that's the best top ten list of Boston sports that's moments I've ever heard. List. That's a great list. And listen, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. Um, hope you did too. And if you're looking for us to unpack anything specific regarding your you know, favorite types of lists, hit us up at thetop10men at gmail.com. T-H-E-T-O-P-T-E-N-M-E-N at gmail.com. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Take care. Firm and young with a laid back tongue. The aim is to succeed and achieve at 21. Just like Ringling Brothers, our days in a sound. Captivate the mass cause the pros is profound. Do it for the strong, we do it for the meek. Boom it in your, boom it in your, boom it in your Jeep. Or your Honda, or your Beamer, or your Legend, or your Benz. The rave of the town to your foes and your friends. So push it along, trails we blaze. Don't deserve the gong.